Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from September the 29th of 1990. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Harper. Harper's got some shoot job blues, but Doc and, here, Doc and I are here to bring you all the good news of this week's episode of Saturday night. Uh, real quick, before I get rolling too much into this, a special shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. And boy, Doc, it has been an eventful week between D-Man, the Super Bowl, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, let me throw it to you and ask how you're doing. I feel like we've got a nice little opening happening here. Just, uh, just built in, ready to go. Well, you know, even the Booker of the Year stumbles sometimes, you know. That was a dud, was it not? I, You know, I saw something the other day that ranked all the Super Bowls and said that was like the 10th or 11th most exciting Super Bowl ever. Uh, okay. In fairness, full disclosure. Um, you didn't I don't watch like the Rams. It. No, 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 no. No, I watched it. I, I, I despise the Rams because of the no call a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I can't get over it. Whatever. Screw you if you think I'm bitter. Too bad for you. Anyway, no, don't screw you. But it's it's obvious, yeah, you know that, you. that. That's what he meant. That, That's what he that, meant. He, no, no, I mean, look, look, it's obvious that thing was booked, and and everybody knows it. The only people who don't want to admit it are the Rams fans. All five of them in the world. But um, <laughs> my I thing is like, surprised. I thought that this was a really good chance to, to make new stars. You know? Yeah, yeah. You could have made a uh, Burrow a star, but he was you too busy getting sacked and, thirty times. Ahead. You go ahead and kick Mr. Immunization out of the league and Brady gone. You don't let him get over to San Francisco. And now you got new blood. I, th You know, I think that's how you – I mean, shit, at the very least, they should have had Joe Burrow come out during the ceremony and hit somebody with a chair. You got to make new stars and, and – they missed an opportunity there. After that, it, that crazy-ass postseason, I feel like they, they didn't give us everything. Yeah, they, they booked some great games in the divisional and in the championship round only for us to get what we got on Super Bowl Sunday. It just felt like a letdown. It's like they blew all their creative before the blow-off. You know, you know, what, you know what people are saying out there. Hold on, I, I got to play devil's advocate. I know what people are saying. So we've seen all these walk-off wins and <laughs> leading up to the Super Bowl. 
And I know what people are saying, man, y'all just got used to all those flips and dives. And this one didn't have as many flips and dives because at the end of the day, the Rams came down and scored, you know, on their last possession. Well, second to last possession because technically, but the Rams came down and scored in the final two minutes. I mean, back in the day, that's what you would call a, an outstanding finish. And then defense rose to the challenge. So like, they would have a point if they said that. The problem is the bar was raised in the booking so much that that they overbooked, no longer... they overbooked the the mid card and the in the beginning of the card. And so by the time we got to the main event, they had nowhere to go. Yeah, that, that, that's a good way to put it. Now, more importantly, I have a feeling that you, people either really liked or really didn't like the halftime entertainment. You're our resident. Well, you have to be our resident authority here on this. So, what's the verdict? I mean, what, what did, what did any, what did folks want them to do? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you want. What do you, what do you mean by that? First off, because let me tell you this. All the Beckys and Michelles over in my social media feed, this this was the greatest thing that ever happened to them. You all only the basic, have you only basic, have all the basic white bitches loved the shit out of that Super Bowl halftime. Right, you only have 15, 20 minutes. I don't even remember. I, I think somebody out there will correct me. You got fifteen to twenty minutes of performance time. It's, I mean, I don't know how you do a quote unquote rap performance with that many artists in that short a time. Like you only do 45 seconds of California love when that song needs to play the whole jam so that I can be dancing around in my living room, getting it on. You know what I mean? I don't know how you, I just, that made me think of easy dub. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how you do it. I really don't know how you like. Again, you got all these legends, except for the young dude. Well, I, never mind. Fifty Cent ain't a legend to me, but whatever. You got all these stars. Let's call them that, because um, legend is too much. You, you, they, they only have X amount of time per person. I don't, I don't know how See, else I, you I, do I it. I thought your beef would have been they let all the black people out there, but then the white guy still gets to walk off with the strap. So, well, my, my kid, the oldest, he was like, oh, Lord, Eminem. And then I looked at him and was like, well, what's wrong with Eminem? And hold on. You're going to love this discussion. So I text my partner Ahmad in the middle of it. And Ahmad is a, my, my partner Ahmad is a music head. He played in a, he was in a band and he's been in the music his whole life. And like he, he can tell you anything about any rapper uh, of the last 30 years. I mean, he, he just, he's a connoisseur of it. Can I guess? What? Here's what I think. Can I let I me finish? Let me let me let me finish what I was saying. Let me let me I, just I think finish. I know this. what he's gonna say. What? I think Eminem. Eminem gets tons of street cred from the brother, so I don't think he's gonna have a problem with this. He's an honorary brother. He's like the Mike Mills of rap. Oh my God, Jesus Lord! There you go. Well, so I text Ahmad and I said. Remember when, um, oh God, which album was it? Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my text now so I can look it up. Um, I remember when Eminem's album, the Eminem show came out in 02 
And I said, do you remember talking about that? And your exact words to me were, I never thought I'd say it at this moment, but that dude is the best rapper there is. Right. And he texted me back and said, yeah, I remember saying that. I said, well, I got a little young brother over here, almost 17 years old, finds that laughable. And he was like, he don't know. And I said, you ain't got to tell me, but I was just making sure there were multiple people that would say this. And anyway, so my partner, Ahmad, all into it. He's like, dude, that dude is the greatest. He's he hit. And then he followed up in the next tweet. And he said, not tweet, uh, text me and said, if he was a brother, it would be no question. <laughs> that right. was what he told me. And I ain't willing to go there. But that dude is talented. As I feel rapper. bad that we stole another art form from y'all, and then the best is a, is a honky, but whatever. I ain't nobody. I look, I don't know if I agree with best of all yeah. time, but he, that album, the Eminem show, when it came out, you have no clue what I'm talking about, Doc, because I'm saying this. That shit was goddamn perfect. Now, now, are you a big Mary J. Bliggy fan? No, but but Sasha, when when Mary J was performing, and she started dancing, she goes, "Oh Lord, this broad could never dance." Oh well, all right. There, there's a good critique. I don't have this experience. You have more recent experience, so I have to ask you on this. And it pains me to have to ask you this question, but I, I can't. I mean, so when your team's in the Super Bowl, don't you find it excruciating to sit there through through some? pop music bullshit that's three times the length of a normal halftime when you're like can we get back out on this field and get back to work bro my 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 saint super bowl had the freaking who performing and you were <laughs> saying is, who for real and i mean i knew who they were but i was like you know my nerves were were, were shot Right, during that right. damn game. Like, you know, we were down at halftime. That was right before they did the onside kick in the second half right. to start it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you anything about the Who's performance. I was pacing in the living room. Yeah, because you know what? Here's the dirty little secret. People, I'm still tuning in to watch the football game. I don't show up at a pop concert expecting a football game to break out. Right. So I don't understand why. That's how broads have wiggled their way into the Super Bowl. Because they legitimately are like, oh, boy, it's a party. And, and just you so ain't, you ain't just so we're clear, Napa? just so we're clear, that goes for any type of music at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Whether it's, it's, you pick the band. I don't care. I ain't saying this because it was I, I love Dr. Dre. I love Snoop. I got no problem with the artists they, that they were out there, everybody except Kendrick Lamar. Not that I don't like them. I just have no opinion you grew like, up I, you you got out of the game before he came along that was your problem yeah i mean no well i know who he is i mean i got kids so but i know you who he is yeah but you moved to the burbs before he blew up so you were like i, I mean, you know now you call what i live the burbs after everything sure. you said about where i live in the little uh shack that i live in well after a couple of years of this depression that we've been in i guess it, it jumped up in its game a little bit depression jesus okay um but joe burrow got sacked 80 times and they lost and i was pulling for the bengals and the super bowl performance i could take it or leave it it was fine i mean like i don't understand people who hated it or loved it i don't understand people who get worked up about it all yeah. i know is that i'm sad because now i got nothing to do on sundays for the next seven months well we got the usfl coming up in april i got nothing to do for the next seven months <laughs>
All right, Doc, I wanted to ask you about this, moving on from the Super Bowl. Uh, okay. Did you, catch, did you catch the Cody Rhodes and Brandy uh, Rhodes announcement, not from them, but from Tony Khan about them leaving uh, AEW? I know you don't care. I know you don't care, so let me let me be what, clear. What, you, I, what, do you, what do you say I don't care? Because you that don't. You're going to be like, I don't give a damn shit. Well, I mean, it ain't like they lost MJF or something. By the way, longtime patron Brian Hanna said, man, I know y'all don't like doing it, but I really like when y'all break down modern wrestling. Well, we're good. Here's the thing. We're good at breaking down just about anything. But what we're not going to do, along, even though our little buddy, uh, the Louisville Slugger, likes to torture himself with that product, we're not going to do that. He's nuts. He's crazy to do. It's a, doing he's that, making more money that's off true. their product than they're making off their product. <laughs> that's that that's true, as I say. But I still think he's crazy. I get it when you're making money off of it, but it just I, I just go God. I just I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do so it. So here's the thing: AEW has more people on that roster than they know what to do with. So if he doesn't want to be there, then that's kind of a problem solved for me. But the problem that he, I wonder that he has, is did he get, he's on that Go Big show where he's like the, he sits in the main chair. And that's a TBS thing. So he is like a TV deal. How does that compromise his other outside interests? That's a real good question. Because here's the thing he, man, Okay, he set the throne on fire. Man, they were probably working and talking back then. I don't give a shit about that. Rest, I mean, Vince, if Vince sees money, he's going to do business with Cody. Come on. I've, I've always said that from day one about like whenever I hear people say, oh, and you know I've told you this for years. Uh, we had the discussion about Punk. Now, he, he went to AEW and, and hasn't gone back to WWE to date. But I, I say, look, man, Vince has an ego, but like his ego stops when it comes to can he make money off of something. He'll bring anybody back. Like, he just will. I'm not saying Cody will go back. I, I have no idea. I really don't care if he goes back. Like, I don't have a vested interest either way. But Vince doesn't care. Like, he, no. I, I, Vince, he doesn't. He's brought people back before that you're like, Shit, he brought you back Cornette to do the speech for the rock and roll. Well, I mean, Cornette didn't. And told him, welcome home. Yeah, that's corny. I mean, like, we're talking, I mean, there's been other people that you would have never thought he would have wrote a paycheck to and they it brought him so back. much of me and come back, if you know what I mean. Well, I mean, I'm so saying, like, you just. So, you, like, with, with the WWE, you can say a lot of things about them and Vince McMahon, but he 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 will bring you back if it, if he sees green. If he sees of course. A, if he's a reason, he'll bring you back. And especially as down as the product is, shit, if you have, I mean, somebody that's interesting, of course you have to bring them back. So let me, let me ask you a question. Um, I've said for months, over a year, almost as long as AEW has been in existence, that I feel like, Anybody who thinks it's all unicorns and rainbows mm. in AEW, like, you're just crazy. When you listen to all these guys talk about, oh, the Eagles checked at the door, we all get along, it's all great. Do you, do you look at this with him leaving as one of, like, the, you know, founding people and people who were integral to the launch of the promotion? Do you look at that know. as, like, a sign? Or do you I think it's, nah, no, not really? No, here's the thing. He may have been working Tony Khan all along to get back to 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 get his profile up so that he could come back to the WWF. 
Okay, so that's fair. I mean, is that we're talking about a Rhodes here? Is that out of the? I mean, not is the that least out bit. Of the question. No, it's not in the least bit. I I do think Cody, Cody's just I never met him. Seems like a weird dude though. In some ways, like I hear people talk All about his I ego. Know is that 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 neck tattoo was the oh. worst idea ever for a guy who seems to have aspirations in in normal culture? And I hate to sound like I'm 724 years old there, but neck tattoos don't cut it to the general gen pop. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, and uh, look, I don't know. I don't. Do you think he goes back to WWE? Within the next, if, I think maybe. Yeah, I do. But I think maybe uh, you would like to see him and his wife separate so that you have a chance at Brandy. Is that true? I'm a married man. Why would you say that? Because you said something about drinking her bath water before we went on the air. Okay, I did not, but. Not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> so as far as is as the chocolate goes, she she's right up there. Is that what I'm to to hear? World's finest. World's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's that's the grade. World's finest. I mean, Michael well, Angel over there listening to this, cranking off to it right now. Something that if we're gonna say something that's not world's finest, we might be ready to move on to our next topic. Um. Real quick. Also, remember how I said, you know, it's all unicorns and rainbows, supposedly on their end. Man, you know good and well. Um, how long before it won't be long, in my opinion, before they start there, there'll be a comment sliding in back and forth between uh, some of these uh, former EVPs and current ones. Well, here's the, here's the other piece. That was all rainbows and unicorns before big stars came in and knocked everybody down a peg. I don't know, dude. I think I think there were, I think you had issues before then too. Uh, My, just I don't me, know. Just I don't know. I don't care. But I'm just saying, when CM Punk comes in, everybody else slides down. When Daniel Bryan comes in, everybody else slides down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, you were saying you were you were you were about to go. I know where you're going. So let me let you let me let you have at that next. No, you tell me. To. I want to know: Have you received anything in your inbox this week? No, there's not been an email from that person. Although we were that person, we are yeah, living rent free. He, he, all of a sudden, he, he wants to. He was down at Applebee's with the champ and the hard body <laughs> cutting promos on us. Do you want to tell the, the listeners that all about all the texts we were getting? Was it Saturday night or yeah, it was Saturday night, right? I don't know. Apparently, yeah. he's mad at me now. That's nice. We, Doc and I are on a group text with the hard body, and we, we get start a picture, getting these. We get a picture, wide angle lens <laughs> from down at the, at the TGI Fridays, <laughs> the, the Bennigans, where he's feeding his face with whatever it is he's eating, and it, it, supposedly he's mad at me. Can you imagine how pitiful his life must be to be angry at me? Because you know we don't listen to the show. So he's created some imaginary beef with somebody he don't he's never had any contact with. If if the if the listeners saw this picture, 
that Hopper <laughs> sent us, first they would fall out. Two, it's the sub the title on the picture says, I'm with the D man and the champ, and Doc says who? And I said, He looks like a guy who vapes. And then I said, I bet he can't get Doc and my name out of his mouth tonight. And Hopper's only comment was, Yep. So they're at Applebee's or Hooters or wherever, and and they cannot. This man cannot stop talking about us in this show because he's so upset with the champ's last appearance. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't know God. what you say to that. I don't is know he wearing either, a? Man. Is he wearing a? Is that a? I'm looking at this picture right now. Is that a Notre Dame hoodie? I think he's a Notre Dame fan, so yes. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> this picture is pitiful, dude. It's like a 60-year-old man stewing over the thoughts and opinions of BTT. I Seriously, man, I feel like I'm going to visit my grandpa in a home and like all of a sudden... He squares up because he's thinking about World War II and wants to fight. So now I gotta, I gotta protect myself against some old geriatric bastard. It's ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. So once again, let's just reiterate: three pages of what he likes about the show and what he plans to add to the show by appearing again, and uh, we'll see what we get. Well, no, and here's the thing: I, I didn't send that to him. I put it out in the audio. Just to, just to prove the point, you want to come on a show that you're not even listening to. You're only listening to the one episode where you, you, you know, uh, I've been knowing a champ for 25 years. And uh, uh, I've been, you know, uh, oh, I, got, I got a problem with, oh, you heard O's, you heard O's appearance and now you want a rebuttal. That ain't how it works, bud. This ain't your playground. This ain't your sandbox. Go be a clown you, somewhere else. You and I finally agree on something. This is this is great times, you know. We agree on a lot. Don't don't try to play the listeners. We're bestest sisters of buddies, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> All right. Well, I um, mean, Doc. Okay, you know, continue. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, go no, ahead. no. I'm just saying that they're all buddy buddy and tooth and gums down at the cheap restaurant. What what is the guy like Orin? What's he gonna eat to eat clean for leg day at a restaurant? I really think this is the Metairie Hooters, just looking at the tables in the background. So we're grown men going to Hooters. Well, first off, just so you know, Luke and I have talked about this a million times. Like Luke hates Hooters. I do too. I don't. I mean, it's, it ain't all that. There's nothing. It's the food it is, is terrible. And if I want to go see some whores, I'll go look at some whores. Take you know. I say that food. all the time. So I think that's where they're at. Just based see, on that's the background. something else we agree on. So which tells me, the champ, and Harper. That's not a place they really like. But that's what the D man likes. So they, you know, the little, the old 60 year old. Because he thinks somehow it's classy because it's not all nude. I can't answer that question, man. He's a mark for big tits, but he he don't want to go all the way. I get it. His heart probably can't handle that. You got to hear Harper talk about him and women. (laughs) He's so insulting. Harper, 
Harvard told me stuff off air that I can't repeat, man. It's so mm. bad. Yet this guy's clamored to come on the show when Harper's holding all the cards. Dude, it is ridiculous how nice Harper was to him when they were on together. Hey, just because Harper's a clown doesn't mean he's a mean, evil clown. Oh, he is in his face. That's the part that's hilarious. But on, on the show, well, he yeah. didn't want to. But not in front of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Man, I told I told the kids the other night how many people listened to this show. They were like, So you're like famous. I was like, that's about <laughs> that's that's about it. Yeah. That's how this works. Any other thoughts on that dude who I said I need a report in my inbox and it still hasn't come? Any other thoughts, Doc? Nah, I think we've spent enough time on that. I mean, really. Okay, so he's we got the, a five. He's the he's the moon dog of the territory. <laughs> Yeah, you're giving him too much credit, man. That's true, too. I did. I mean, you know, especially if you're talking about Randy Colley. I mean, that dude was... Was he? Randy Colley was a champion in Mid-South, man. He was known as the nightmare and the champion, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't um, don't um insult... Maybe some of the moon dogs, but not yeah. all of them. He was that moon... Okay. D-Man is that moon dog from Smoky Mountain. God, that came in with Larry Latham. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to fight D-Man. <laughs> Remember that moon dog, yes. that outlaw mud show goof? And since that's the last one that I've seen, probably for real, that's the one I think of. And boy, that you. was that was some bottom of the barrel moon dog. Well, on that note, I need to shout out a couple of patrons. One of them being Riley Arnwine, one of our longest tenured patrons. He has been around since the Smoky Mountain full run that we did many years ago at this stage. And he made the move to Patreon. He was on Podbean still on that old service, but I finally convinced him to make the move to Patreon. And he was one of the last holdovers on the old Podbean link. I would have thought the Tennessee Valley Authority would have come through and cleared out his land to get some electricity over across the holler. And he would have been displaced and living in a box by now. He is one of the many attorneys that listen to this show, Doc, just so you're aware. Oh, well. I don't, yeah, exactly. So But uh thank you, Mr. Arnwine. Uh, that's his that that's his that's his kayfabe name. That's not his shoot name for anybody yeah, out there. We're all working on those kayfabe names. I got you. Yeah. And on the and last week we read a five star review from a man by the name of Steak Jones. Well, Steak Jones put his money where his mouth is and he became a patron. So That's thank what you, I'm Steak Jones. About right there. Yep, I agree. Thank you, Steak, Steak Jones. We appreciate and then, that. I mean, anybody can leave a five-star review and we appreciate that. But I like it when you go a step further. We had another patron a few weeks back that I mentioned. His name was Philip P. A new, new, I guess he's a new listener and patron. Well, he even... He even uh, messaged me to say uh i'm glad i found you guys so he's like a new listener he's like man there's so much old stuff that i'm enjoying like he's just going through all the back catalog of shows man can you you here's the thing though and i was thinking about this the other day just kind of sitting around staring up at the ceiling thinking about the show i was like you know how many podcasts you listen to over the years and you just think they always have the same stories and you get tired of them. You just kind of drift away from listening. And here we are. Last week was one of the best shows we've ever done. Yeah, it was a fun one. It was good. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, Enjoy. we're in like our 24th year doing this. 
and we're still the still finding new ways to be great. Well, that's what greatness does, right? I guess. <laughs> well, on that note, Doc, uh, we we did have a new five star review. Would you like to read it, or would you like me it's to from, tackle uh, it? One 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 pound sign. I guess hashtag uh, fan F A N N. Now the the title of this one cut off, but I, I'm a little I'm a little worried about this one because I'm not I'm not sure this one is a hundred percent for us. And you know, no, it is. I'm you don't see the rest of the title. People the rest of okay, so that that's your problem. It says ECW Livecast, which uh, Mike Prue and JV do on the Patreon Ooh. feed, and then it says BTT as a whole in the title. Oh, I didn't see up. that. It just said exactly, BTT. exactly. So you you're about to bury something here, but you can't see the full title because you're an old fogey and don't know how to turn your phone sideways. I always assume the worst. How about that? That way that's you a don't problem. Get, that way you don't get disappointed if something good happens. Now, see, I'm not disappointed. I'm pleasantly surprised. Well, read read the read the review, please. Well, it says love the show. It gets me through the work week without ripping the boss man's head off. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Man, that's true. How many times you want to rip the boss man's head off this week already? And it's just Tuesday. I would never do such a thing. No, but you're the guy that did say you wish there was one day a year you could cut promos without having to talk to HR. Well, there's just this. You know why I said that because of because of uh, Navy. <laughs> but imagine and you agreed just, with me. <laughs> imagine what would happen. If you could just like, I don't know, drop 20 bucks in the donation jar for special needs kids. And one day a year, <laughs> you could just cut promos on everybody. There's that one person in particular, and, and I stand by what I said. I could make that person cry. That's mean, though. I wouldn't want to do that to that person. I don't All know. All right, Doc. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, think about all the people at your shoot job. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to all the people out there. If you could pick one, one that you hate the most. No repercussions. And you could just cut that promo on them. Boy, that'd be something else, man. And it ain't like, so this is difference, I think, between broads and dudes. I think it's that old Chris Rock thing. They're out to, the broads will think, she's out to get me at the office. The dudes, all of us dudes are like, man, that's just the most irritating motherfucker at the workplace. I'm going to cut a promo on them. Yeah. Otherwise known as the D-man at the shoot job. Oh, my God. Well, we need to get into this wrestling talk from this week's show. Before we do so, I do want to mention, I didn't say it when I was plugging the patrons or, so, or mentioning the new patrons a second ago. Uh, don't forget, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. In a few weeks, we got the uh, Halloween Havoc pay-per-view coming up for 1990. And um, it's pretty good. Just wait till we get to it, though. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We also have, I think, what, 12 Clash of the Champions reviews up now, along with all the pay-per-views dating back to 87, uh, not including this, the Starcade ones because those are on the free feed, but all the other pay-per-views that WCW has done during that time are up on Patreon, and we've all we've reviewed them all, Doc and I. And then you can get so much else there. Uh, you can get the NWA Power Shows with Sparks and the Little Fella Half Pint. I got a story to tell you about that, Doc. Uh, the ECW shows, all the pre-shows that Doc and I do, and anything else that is not available on our free feed with this NWA show goes up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. 
Now, Doc, I am going to uh, start the video version of this week's show. I got now. a question though: Are we charging these these JV shows rent on the feed? Wow! <laughs> no, come on. We might need to have a little discussion about that after the show, you know. Tribute. That's what they call it on the Sopranos. Tribute. They need to they should be kicking up some some of their t shirt money up the chain. Boy, you you really are a carny bastard, you know that? <laughs> I mean seriously? Well, I'm only half joking. Wow. Okay. All right. Now See, I had something, and now I can't remember what I was about to say. I think you were going to start the video feed and tell me why the little fella was angry from one of those JV shows. Okay. So let me get the video version going now. We're going to talk NWA Saturday night on TBS from September 29, 1990. Apparently, you know, Sparks and Half Pint do the NWA Power reviews. And I, it's didn't not know, like a I did not know that. It's not hey, like we got a weekly new show. over there, though. Yes, but this supersedes the champ over there, the new one. Um, woo, even though that's woo, a whole other discussion. That, that's a whole other discussion. Apparently, Austin Idol was doing commentary with, in like I guess, a guest spot with um, Velvet Sky uh, and, I guess, the other commentator. And Austin Idol used the term dirty mango during the commentary. So the little fella... And Sparks, look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and while I'm moving to this first segment of this show and I explain where we are and what we're doing this week, I want you to look up the Dirty Mango, and I'm going to get back to you shortly, Doc, okay? Well, I, I, I've already pulled it up, but in what... In what what? In what context did he use this? Is there multiple ones? Well, there's a dirty mango perfume. Okay, this was rather filthy, if I, I remember. I'm, I'm looking at it. It's a game now, where you take turns fucking a heated mango with that, a crevice. That's the one. Okay, and the that's... person who takes the longest to come has to eat the mango. <laughs> who comes up with that? A warm mango? Or the second one here, and I bet this is what Austin Idol meant. They they read the the warm a promiscuous mango. woman who has a certain amount of filthiness to her. I mean, that's probably what he meant. But the problem is when you use a term like that, you start looking at all the other ones, and people that's what they're looking up, and that's what they're. So when is he getting canceled? Why would he get canceled? The mango mm. lobby is probably going to be, you know, <laughs> okay. calling up Billy Corgan and a dirty mango. That's gross. It's pretty gross. You know who comes up with that shit, right? White people. Board people. White, White people. people. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. When you've been ruling uh, the empire of the world for the last four thousand years, you got to like come up with some shit to keep yourself entertained. So be it. Oh, All right, again, run on top that's been extended now and did the second millennium. It's ridiculous. Again, this is September 29th, 1990. 
according to the good people at w at the history of wwe.com which is uh, not affiliated with wwe this show was taped on september 17 1990 and we're at the cobb county civic center and the reported attendance this week is not listed although as they pan out i think i saw a lot of empty seats uh in the i'm gonna call it upper level or second level of the civic center anyway jim ross bob coddle opened the show uh tell us what we're gonna see today we're told we're told we'll see uh, Bobby Eaton versus Ricky Morton, among other things. Doc, anything from the opening before I go to the first match with Lex Luger versus Chuck Coates? No, I got a, I got a time stamp in this first match, though. First match, so don't okay. get too far. You've already gone too far. No, I, I just because I, I clicked on, I clicked right away there. from it. Hey, right on. there, right here. Okay. So the first match is Luger versus Coates. Luger cuts a pitcher and pitcher promo as the match is getting started, where Luger talks about it. His Halloween Havoc match he's going to have against Stan Hansen. You know, I mentioned uh, the attendance, and you can see this is the angle I was talking about, where you can kind of see it's it's empty up in that upper area, if you want to call the Civic Center uh, having an upper, upper upper area empty. But whatever. Um, Doc, what, that shirt what looks do you like got? something I bet Harper was wearing in 1992. Not yeah, 1992, I think so. 1990 also. Yes. The stripes across. It's like a t-shirt, but it's not. Well, technically, I guess it is a t-shirt. It's no, just it's a t-shirt. Stripe. There is just a regular t-shirt color. Yeah. It's got horizontal stripes. Is that what you wanted to talk about? No. I want oh, to talk okay. about 145. When you look back in the crowd, you got an old broad eating some popcorn. All right. So we're at 140 as we're watching on the video version. We keep going with Luger in the ring. And look at that right there. Let's go see the fat dude on the left. Go straight up. What's going on there? Are you, are you sure that's a woman? I don't know. I can't tell, man. So I'm not commenting. Looks like I mean, it looks like a woman. But there's no like appendages coming out the top, you know? And she's got a fro or he's got a fro. It's got a fro. It. Okay, fair enough. They. That's the It pronoun. might be a they. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but, you know. I know, man. It, the, the first time you look at it, you go, that's a broad. And then you go, well, wait a minute. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I don't Which know. Which is never I really don't a good know. sign. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of people, but all I'm saying is <laughs> don't, that person. <laughs> you get, boy, you going to get in trouble. No, uh, I, I really, I'd like. Honest to God, when you see this person, you it's hard to tell. Now, what do you think the guy, two people in front of it, would say about it behind it? Yeah, the dude, the fat dude with the white cap on. Yeah, what would he say? I'm just here wrestling. I'm a little child, my doc. I mean, whatever. He, see, they. I'm just watching wrestling, brother. Look, man, I tell you what, doc. I don't know what she is or he is. But you see this old broad to my left over there with the with the, with the no teeth, man. She can service a mean one. Let me tell Come you. Come on. Well, you asked the question. That old broad was probably a real piece of ass in the Hoover administration. Well, she's into it too. She ain't looking away. Look at her. She she got her purse. You know how them old women. When's the last purse? time you saw an old person at a wrestling event? That's the problem here. That's when the I went to today. ROH three years ago with Lance. There were two old people. I've told the story before. In the first row, and not the first yeah, row, like, and man, they were the only old people there. Look, look, you see how she got her purse and the way she's, she's pointing at the wrestlers. All right, so Chuck Coates here, he looks to me like a guy who would be at the bar 
who would tell you he could wrestle too. He would be like, if he ran into the wrestlers at the bar, he'd be like, I could wrestle too. I played football in high school. Sure. I, I mean, I, I was a gym. I was in gym. I did gymnastic stuff when I was younger. I could, I could do that. Yeah, no doubt. And then he got folded into a pretzel and had beer bottles stuck up his ass later in the night. I don't think no. He's not no. horrible. You could tell he's you could tell he's a young wrestler here. Like nothing. It's, it, what he's doing is not terrible. Like I mean, he he kind of knows no, like, I mean, he hit if, the he, if a guy said that at the bar, uh, maybe. <laughs> it's hard to say, bro. You, there's some goofy looking dudes in this world who know MMA and stuff, and they can tie you up into a pretzel. But in, in 1990, there was no such thing as MMA. No, there was such thing as it. It just wasn't. It wasn't nowhere near mainstream. Like you had, right. you had it. You had people who did it, but. I mean, there was no formal competition yet. I mean, there was no right. UFC yet. But I get you. I, I, know, I know where you're coming from. Luger wins this match, Doc. What do you have you for ever me? Had a, you ever had a mark come up to you guys at the bar, the after party, and uh, start some shit? Not really. No? Chris Adams? I mean, yeah, you, you hear people. You hear people. Well, yeah, and I start. Adams super kicked a guy in a parking lot one time. I think I told <laughs> you that story. Go. But it was you. The, your question was: did, did a fan ever come in and start some stuff? How the much? Fan, how much of the blame did Chris Adams have versus the Mark in that situation? Well, okay, that's what I'm saying. The fan, from what I remember, him or his group weren't the ones who started the stuff. It was more Adams was liquored up, and I don't know if the guy shot him a look or Adams thought he shot him a look that he didn't like, and you know, Adams when he got drunk got out of hand and. Before you know it, it was meeting the parking lot, and he super kicked him. <laughs> Wasn't it called the judo kick before the super kick? Before we knew what to name it, I have no idea. I've always called it a judo kick. guy back in in England. He was, but you know, talking to Lance, we think Adams inflated his judo abilities as a quote unquote champion and whatnot. Not that he didn't, not that he wasn't good at it. He just wasn't like this world class. Well, if if listening to this this uh, p- particular podcast gets you too sky high and you need to bring me down, I suggest finding that Chris Adams documentary and uh, watching that. That'll get you right down there in the gutter. Yeah, it's on our our discussion about it is on the YouTube channel. I mean, we oh, well, we talked about that for like damn near thirty minutes. I think that time it's. Him and Blu-ray and boy, that documentary was something. Imagine well, when you look at those people in that documentary and then realize that there's like two million people like that living around us in this big metroplex area <laughs> we live in. It's frightening. Yep. It's frightening <laughs> that there are people that stupid. It really is. Man. Ugh. All right, Luger wins. <laughs> that's, he hits. The right, that's the right response. Yeah. Luger wins. Co- Luger hits Coates with this um, big lariat and then puts him in a torture rack. From there, we're going to go to Gordon Soley, who's hosting the wrestling wrap-up, where he throws to a recap of last week of Doom and the Horsemen and what's gotten their feud going. And then we go to a segment with Paul Lee that I don't think we've seen yet. Doc, let me get to it, and then uh, I'm going to hit play. I'm a little bit 
uh, too far past it, so hold on one second. All right, here we go. Paulie's in the ring with Rick and Arn, and Doom uh, enters the ring. Here it is. Teddy Long's bit up more than he can chew. I think Teddy Long, Butch Reed, and Ron Simmons better take the opportunity to enjoy the notoriety of being... I just about enough of you, McMahon, running your mouth, talking about what the hospital are going to do to do. Well, let me tell you something. Surely you're not talking to me, little man. That's about it for that. Bell rings. It's going to be a disqualification. Lauren, you've heard the comments from the world champions, and the match has been signed at you and Ric Flair against Doom at the Halloween Havoc on October 27th. On the event of the year, on Halloween, a holiday meant for young children to dress up and enjoy yourself, all of a sudden has been turned into the most violent time of the year. You see, Doom, you weren't satisfied with that major amount of respect you gained in a short time. You weren't happy being the world tag team champions. The old scenario goes, curiosity kill the cat. You want to stick your head in the window fan to see what's on the other side. We well, got to understand one thing, Doom. You've always been champion because one variable wasn't involved. The platform is Halloween Havoc. Pay-per-view, 30 million ohms. Watching you put your reputation on the line. The variable I speak of are the horsemen. We have been the measuring stick for a long time. You want to find out how good you are? Jump us at the Havoc! Back with more action right after this. Well, I like that line from Arn. You want to stick your head in the fan to see what's on the other side. It's like curiosity killed the cat. And then the horsemen are the measuring stick. Those fans were going nuts when Doom and Flair and Arn were mixing it up. That was really good stuff. This feud's going to go on for a while now. I mean, we're only into September. Doc, what are your thoughts on what we saw there from the wrestling wrap-up, which is usually not as entertaining because we've been getting Black Scorpion updates? Yeah, I didn't... I thought it was a good line as you weren't happy being the champs. Well, now you got something that you you can't control kind of thing. That's a good one, too. I'm just happy that Rick and Arn didn't go racist there. And I'm I'm not even joking. It's like... Because, you know... They didn't have a lot to work with with Rocky King because he's not like a player. But these are the these are the world champs. I'm glad they didn't call him boy or something like that. I mean, save the racism for later. Oh, Jesus. He's joking before anybody gets worked to a shoot. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. But here's the thing. You don't need to do that with those two. They're stars. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're the champs. Yeah, there's ain't no need. I mean, you can maybe do something very subtle. And I don't know what that would be in 1990, but you know, you definitely don't need to do what they did with Rocky King, where they said "boy" a hundred million times, and they put you know poking him in the chest, and you know Rocky's out there bobbing and weaving with his head, and he's, I hate to say it, you know, shucking and jiving while they're doing it. It's, Is it, it okay really, to say that ugh. phrase? I don't know. I mean. Okay. I say it. Okay. 
Well, you you have different rules for, than I get. Uh, whatever, so. whatever. I mean, but you you could the the whole Lee like, Hopper even said it when um when Rocky King was when they were doing it with Rocky King I was like man they kind of making Rocky King look kind of silly not just the way they were talking to him but they got him out there the way he was bobbing and stuff it was it it just was really night it was like nineteen thirty ish type stuff where. A white person's making fun of a black person and instead of them letting them see it get to him, he's they the, the black person just is like smiling and dancing. And he, oh, that's so funny, Mr. Flair. You know, Isn't like that about the time Oli took over the booking. Yeah, but well, it's a little bit. It's a little bit after Oli. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it had that. Fe- that's what we that's that that's that's. And I'm now feeling it now. That's what was in that segment that's that's uncomfortable from back then. It really had that old racist feel to it of, you know, the black person you're making just laughing fun of and playing. And he's not with it enough to know you're making fun of him. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. He knew that they were making fun of him, but he knew he couldn't react to it because oh. the the white person would could do him something harmful and get away with it it, it was kind of like it to me it had that feel to it in okay. with rocky but you know i don't know who knows let's keep moving unless you have anything else from no, that wrestling wrap up we then go to mike rotunda and terry taylor uh versus the state patrol we get a picture and picture from promo from steel aka kevin nash from master blasters i don't really have much from it he says he's tough and he can do what he wants and I don't really have yeah. anything else from that. No. Nah. But here's the reason why WCW, WCW shouldn't be doing top tens on shows. Because they don't have enough wherewithal to follow through with what they told me. And so they're going to forget what they said, but I don't. So the nope. last time we saw a top ten, they had Rotunda and Horner as a tag team. Yep. So now you're running out Terry Taylor, which I like Terry Taylor better than I like Tim Horner. But I'm like, why is Mike Rotunda tagging with him when blah, 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 blah. Then I start thinking about, well, that sucks for Rotunda. You know what else sucks for Rotunda? Every fucking thing they've done to him for the past however long, Captain Mike, which is coming to an end. And then I just lost interest in the whole thing. Yeah, I can't add anything to it. I hate the top 10, and then you're not even putting a team out there that's in the top 10. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I hate the top 10 when you're not even putting a team out there that is an actual top 10, like putting them in the ring. Another thing, too, when it comes to tag teams, I know you got a U.S. and NWA tag belt. Just do a top five with tag teams. That's all you need. That's all you need. Because you don't need – with singles, it's a lot different. Just list the top five tag teams. Ain't no need to go that deep, or we wouldn't even be having this discussion about Rotunda and, and Horner as a tag team listed because they weren't in the top five. You don't need to go past five. List your champions and then go one through five. What do you think about that? If you move. If you move, Ole. Oh, call somebody. I'm so full up to here. Uh, okay. All right. What else do you have from Rotunda and Taylor? Versus State Patrol. Nothing. Yeah, Taylor is going to hit uh, Buddy Lee Parker with that five-arm finisher, and they are going to get the victory, they being the uh, Rotunda and Terry Taylor. And um, wrong team won, in my opinion. What do you no, think? No, no. 
I like the State Patrol, man. They're good. I mean, they're not. They're okay, but I mean, Rotunda and Terry Taylor. They're better than good. Are they? Like, these are two talented guys that just needed a mouthpiece, and you could have did something with them. I mean, I know it just. They they know how to wrestle. They're good. The gimmick is. I used to love State Patrol on Saturday Night, man. It was awesome. I don't know if I go that far. Yeah, I mean they were always lost, but it was like they. <laughs> All right. Where's Italian Stallion? I ain't seen him in a while. He's not gone. He'll be back at some point. Okay. Yeah. I ain't seen him in a while either. The stories you hear about him now, though, I'm kind of glad he ain't on here. Why? He's just a not a nice guy. He was collecting. What's wrong with that? Collecting, huh? That's what you call it? All right, I got to go to this, Doc. So this is a promo from Mr. J.W. Storm. Well, not Mr. His name's J.W. Storm. Let's give it a listen. Here it is. I'm here to stomp on Sting and Luger. You're wearing my belt, so you better wear it well because it ain't going to be wearing around your waist very long, fellas. I'm coming for you. So this promo is not very good, but if you're a patron, we talked about it when he tagged with the team Maximum Overdrive on the last clash. It looked like somebody told him, no matter what you do, don't forget to point at the camera. Yes. Do he you remember like some, him? You know what he looks like? He looks like some guy that was hot shit in that first couple of years of Eastern Championship Wrestling. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, do you remember him from the the Clash as a member of Maximum Overdrive? I mean, I think I mentioned it on it. We would see him again, but it was I know that that happened. Okay. Fair I will enough. acknowledge that that is something that occurred. He was one of the members of Maximum Overdrive, who we haven't seen since the Clash. Right. Uh, they didn't call him J.W. Storm during that match, though. Uh, I think he was known as Silence. I mean, he's I built all name. right. Yeah, he's got I a guess. good build. I'm not trying to knock the guy. I mean, yeah, he's built. He's got he's got a really big, nice upper body. I tell you, this guy he's wrestling uh, as we watch him in the ring. He's wrestling. I've seen this guy, Brett Holiday, before. He's a funny looking fella. Come on. And he's just kind of frumpy looking. Frumpy looking, that's nice. <laughs> you like to call people that. <laughs> Look what at that dude. You gonna tell me he ain't frumpy looking? Look at that haircut. What the hell is that? Bruh, that's a terrible haircut no matter yeah, the I mean, year. He, he's, he's got it curling up in the back, but then he's got a part on the left. And Hey, man, yeah. didn't you have to have a certain kind of haircut? Or do you, could you wear t twisty ties? down at the shoot job when you were doing this. Of course, I, I had the twisty ties at the shoot job. Right. Yeah. I mean, if at the time, all I had was an associate's degree, so what it didn't matter, right? True. That's true. I love using your words against you. I'm just surprised that you're still alive these days. That's nice. Um, so, nice physique well, on J.W. Storm. from New Orleans. Man, there's no telling how many bad situations you were in. You might not even know. You've been like Rocky King. You didn't even know. Right. So, anyway, on to this match. What are your thoughts on J.W. Storm versus this Brett Holiday character? Um, 17.05. All right, we just went past it, so let me go yeah, back. Yeah, the announcers are going to do a real good job helping these guys. 
Do you want me to play the audio? Yeah. Okay, so I'm at 1703. They're going to cover for these guys. All right, here we go. Hip lock takeover and Holiday using that leverage factor, but the factor, the leverage factor has just pretty much ended. Well, Storm blocked that one. He was able to block it coming with that hip toss of his own. Jim, we mentioned earlier about Chicago. Okay. Yeah, Bob Cottle helped them out there for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. Really, really helped them out at that. What else you got? Does J.W. Storm have a ball spot back there? I think so. Right there? Yeah, you can see it right there. Yeah. It's either, you know, we, we say this often. This isn't HD. So when they pan out wide, you really can't tell if you're watching the shine from the light or an actual thinning or ball spot. Get a good and I look. Think it's a, get a camera pause on him. On him? Goddamn, pal. J.W. Storm. What about him? Get a good pick, get a good close up on him. Don't show him. Not that okay. I mean in his face. Right. You know who he looks like? Who? He looks like Mike Awesome and Robert Gibson had a baby. Oh wow. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> he kinda does he, he does look like Mike Awesome though. Yeah. A little. He, uh, a little. Got a little Mike Awesome look. Like now, earlier we had Chuck Coates that looked like the guy at the bar. JW here looks like the guy at the gym that says he can wrestle. Because he's built. He's got a build. So he's working out at the gym and spots the wrestlers and goes over and is like, you know, I could wrestle. I don't know why you're saying this. He's already a wrestler. Why, I mean, you mean if a guy was built like him and wasn't a wrestler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That look, I got that ponytail, that obnoxious ponytail. Yeah. Fair Just, enough. He's that guy. Oh, boy. What else, Doc? So, there's nothing terrible about this. There's just nothing good about it. No, there's not. It's um, This thing ends when, uh, let's see, Storm hits a big back elbow. And then his finisher, you know, if you're a patron, here it comes in a second after the elbow, which looked really good. He does this, like, jumping, like, chokes yeah. with him it's i don't know how I to describe like, it i didn't like that so much. here it comes you'll see it here he jumps towards the person catches him in the throat the guy jumps and then he slams him well he also has only been wrestling due to his wikipedia page about uh, he started in 89 so there's there's the green factor up in the pacific northwest we're going to get into this here in just a second but um, he's in a he's in a member of a tag team called the Juice Patrol. Mm. We'll leave that alone for just a minute. Yeah, thank God. Okay, any other thoughts, Doc? Before we continue, no. All right. So we keep moving. We do get a Halloween Havoc pay per view plug, and then after the Halloween Havoc pay per view plug, we get a Junkyard Dog mm. with Eligante match. Versus a gentleman by the name of Ringlord One. Um, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but I looked up something about Ringlord One, and according to Pro Wrestling Fandom's website, um, there's actually another Ringlord. Um, you know, as you can see here, but um, Ringlord is not the same length, by the way. No, not the Ringlords are two gentlemen by the name of. Again, I don't know if this is a joke. The two gentlemen by the name of 
Speedy Gonzalez and Rick Slagle. Slagle is number two, a.k.a. Dapper Dan, and Gonzalez is Ring Lord number one. So I don't know if, I really don't know if Speedy Gonzalez and is, is this one guy's name as a wrestler, but it, that's what it said on that site. Well, I just think it's impressive that we have taught El Gigante to be on the floor this week. I agree, and I have some audio I want to play from Jim Ross. He's mentioned in Thibodeau, Louisiana. That's where my uh, where I got my bachelor's degree from, Doc. Uh, You're what? In, it is in Thibodeau, Louisiana, the university I went to. But I want you to hear what Jr. has to say about the dog. Are we sure that's a university? Dog. And as far away from it as possible. Junkyard Dog, a big, strong individual. Was an outstanding college football player at Fayetteville State in Fayetteville, North Carolina. All-stater from the great state of North Carolina from Wadesboro. Didn't you tell me he knew where Thibodeau, Louisiana was? He knows where Thibodeau is. Junkyard Dog's been there many times and will be there uh, one week from tonight. That's right. I'd say he's had some red beans and rice down there, I guess, Jim, time after time, huh? I'd say a, I'd say a few helpings. <laughs> This time, yes. Side headlock by the junkyard dog. Okay, this is multiple times where JR has joked about dog eating. So I don't think it's a. It's not by accident anymore. What do you think? I think this was terrible. Oh, the match? Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's nothing here. That's why I played the audio. <laughs> you think I? You think I? You think I want to play? Uh, JR making fun of the dog again? No. I At just, least but, my favorite wrestler waited until he was like 65 to become a complete embarrassment. Eh, that's debatable. Really? Yeah. He may have been an embarrassment before then. He just They just didn't have social media and things like that. He's been an embarrassment for a long time just wasn't as it just wasn't out on main street he's still the, the best wrestler ever though right uh, if you say so okay dog wins he wins with a headbutt which got me thinking was he so blown up he couldn't pick the guy up and that's why he won with the headbutt i don't really know we're gonna but keep that as a possibility uh, yeah in my mind i'm like that 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 might be what happened here so all right we'll keep going and we go to the next match, which is something Doc was talking about earlier. Moondog Rex versus Reno Riggins. Um, Doc, your thoughts on um Do we on need Moondog the Rex? Moondogs in 1990? I mean... So... I, here's the problem with doing this with um moondog rex here he's just been in the wwf i don't say just been in but he was in the wwf like basically doing jobs right so i mean now you bring him in and you put him over reno riggins i don't know man it's like or maybe bring him in and put him in a different gimmick i don't know man i Put him under a mask. I mean, he was under a mask in um in Mid South for a time when he was called the Nightmare. Like I, I mean, at the time, I didn't even know he was Randy Colley. I don't know, dude. This is I don't. I don't. Yeah, 
I kind of I'm I'm in agreement with you. Do we need really this need a moon dog for ever? Oh, it was a long match. That was the other part. It was a long match. McCauley's going to hit Riggins with a Samoan drop, and he wins by pin. Okay. So they put him over. Like, I'm not saying it's not the right thing to do to put him over. To, I mean, it's so different because I saw this guy as a legitimate wrestler. Like, he was legit, and then I've seen him just as a jobber. So it makes me feel like, well, you know, I know he can go because I've seen him do it. But then at the same time, you know, a lot of other people saw him on national TV just doing nothing. That guy's I mean, forty years old. He, I don't think he looks bad though. I mean, he he's a big dude, but he's not like he's not like like overweight. Like his belly's not flowing over. I know he's got he's a singlet on. Yeah, he doesn't look shot, and I think he yeah he looked decent here. He's a big dude. Yeah, I'd I'd continue to book him, but I don't know I, I don't know if I'd call him Moondog Rex either. To the I point think you the Moon Dog is like memphis Continental, and then like 78 to like 82, and then somewhat in the WWF. That's the problem. Most people during this time had seen him in the WWF doing just, you know, jobs. Okay. Any other thoughts? Because the Black Scorpion is talking, and I, I don't know if we. Well, how do you make him not a Moon Dog? I mean, they tried; they made him a demolition, and it didn't work because everybody thought um, of him as a Moon Dog. You put a, you got to put a mask on him, like they didn't. Well, this was prior to him his WWF run, but you got to put a mask on him and and make him like. This sounds cheesy, but he was the nightmare with Eddie Gilbert, and he was also known as the champion when he won the North American title. Well, but you got to put a mask on him. You got to put a mask on him. Let's go ahead and do this. His his Wikipedia page said his highest profile match was at Halloween Havoc 90, but he continued to appear on TV programs into the spring of 91. So we're going to have him for about, six or seven months, but his highest profile match is in three weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Um, but we got to go back. I need I need your comment before we go to the next segment about the mm. Black Scorpion. Any thoughts on the Black Scorpion? He promises. He to talks like Yoda him. now. He used to talk like Jabba the Hutt. Now it's Yoda. I don't think that's Oli. It's not. We can, we can get a little taste of it here. No, I don't. But care. it ain't. It ain't. I don't think it's Oli. I don't care. You care. They don't know who it is. Let me let me let me get a little taste of what he's saying. Sting, I promised that I would present you with a present. I'm at a point now. That's not Oli. Where I feel the end must surely come for you. I gave you clues before Los Angeles. I mean that's Oli's voice, but that ain't Oli in this shot. Beach. Try this clue. Your scorpion deadlock. Think about it, and maybe you'll come closer to my identity. We still have that date, destiny in the ring, and I intend to finally destroy you. Sting, get ready. I'm not done with you yet. 
so my only thing was that's not Oli. Like I know that's his voice, but that's not him in that robe. Okay. Would you agree? You don't care. I, I know, but yeah, I guess. I, yeah, shit. Doc, last week we talked about Rocky King. Yeah, but last week we had an A plus show. What happened? Well, I'm about to go to Rocky King. So are you ready for oh, what we're about to hear? A plus. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Let's go to it now. What you have been waiting for, you don't have to wait no more. You want to party? You want to get down? Well, let's get busy! Yeah! Okay, I'm going to have to edit out the music part from the YouTube version. Rocky King introduces the Freebirds, a.k.a. Richard Marley. Um, man, this does not age well. And then, in a second, I'm going to play some more audio from it. Ed, man, he introduces him in the ring again, and, and you got to hear this. Again, I might have to edit this out the YouTube version, so here it is. They raised the dead. They are the greatest rock and roll band alive. The Fabulous Freebirds. They raised the dead, he said, huh? And ladies and gentlemen, their opponents, first from Chattanooga, Tennessee, at 225 pounds, Greg Sawyer. And from Sevierville at 206 pounds, Keith Hart. Keith Hart, Greg Sawyer to take on the Freebirds. I'm going to let it keep playing for a Little second. Little Richard Marley, what an interesting story that is. We're going to hear some comments tomorrow on the main event from the Freebirds. And uh, Little Richard Marley. You know, they're saying that he's from England or Europe or somewhere. I don't know. Obviously, the fans that have followed wrestling know it's Rocky King. That's right. Yeah. Now, Rocky King has formed an allegiance with the Freebirds. He's not the third Freebird. He's not their manager. He's a roadie. He's a what? A roadie. A roadie. Meaning he does uh, everything on the road for them. Yeah, yeah, and, right. uh, you know, kind of a ballet type individual. Big elbow there. I got my Keith dictionary Hart. out, Jim. I was going to look that one up. Um. Do you know what a roadie does? I think of a roadie like a lackey, but I don't. No, the roadies are are really more there to set up the equipment. Okay. Set up the the amps, tune the guitars, unload the truck. You know, get it back on the truck after the bus after the show. Stage hands. Now they could have roadies that you know their jobs are also as other duties as assigned, especially back in that hair metal where their job was to go get bitches for the party afterwards why why do they have to be bees because if they're going backstage to meet motley crew i guarantee you they're not ladies wow okay well you heard it you there. know that one uh, time they told the story but uh motley crew had a contest to see who could go a month without bathing and how much oh God. stuff they could pull so playing big rock shows and leather pants and then banging all kinds of bitches all over the place like they're Ric Flair and then not taking a shower for a month. That is disgusting. And so you're a female and you they rip, peel off those leather pants and you smell what's inside and that's not a deal breaker for you. Oh. I think we're going to call you what whatever we want to at that point. And a lady ain't it. That is disgusting. Right. 
Well, on to the Freebirds hey, versus hey, Greg. Hey, you could always say no. Even if Tommy Lee pulls out the hammer, you catch a whiff of that thing, you could always leave. But no, you put a put a vice-like grip on it with your mouth, you disgusting whore. Tommy, I mean, the Freebirds. That sounds like something wrestlers would do, doesn't it? It's making me puke in my mouth a little bit. The Fabulous Freebirds versus Greg Sawyer and Keith Hart. We already heard the introduction. We already heard what JR had to say about little Richard Marley being the uh, roadie. During the match, Garvin is talking to little Richard Marley on the outside. And Jim Ross says, maybe Garvin was telling little Richard Marley what he wanted for dinner. And my exact comment to myself when I heard that as I watched this to take notes was Jesus Christ so let me tell you what was happening I had the laptop I was sitting on the sofa trying to take notes the missus was watching TV as I was doing this this week and she heard me say Jesus Christ and wanted to know why I was saying Jesus Christ so loud like I was huh, offended which I wasn't but it just was just caught my ear and I said, you don't want to know. Just, you don't want to know. So, did you catch that comment from JR? Yeah, and it got me thinking. It's like, so Rocky was a sympathetic target of racism just a few months ago. And now he's a, a full participant. Couldn't we have told some story there about him, like, switching teams? Rocky King is a talented professional wrestler that can do everything that needs to be done in the ring. And yet inside of three months time, we've seen the horsemen just pull out every racist thing they could do to a man in 1990. I mean, and now yeah. he's the, he's being booked as their lackey and roadie. It I is mean, embarrassing. Could they have done something to where, the Southern boys take him in to show that they're not racist. They're just, you know, I can hear Harper's voice. Heritage, not hate. Yeah, like and, like they could have told the story. And, like, we're, you know, look, man, we ain't, by, you know, we, we love everybody, you know. Because, I mean, they're sympathetic figures already. And you bring in Rocky, and I don't think the Georgia people have a backlash. Like, I think, and I think they go with it. he turns on them and joins the yes. Freebirds. Why can't we do that? Man, I hate it when you're right, but you're right. Why do you hate it when I'm right? We're it's on the same team. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. How many times do you think Michael P.S. Hayes has sung Bad Street in his life? I don't know. I don't care. Too many. That's probably the right answer. Go back to Rocky King, though. You're absolutely right. They could have did that. They could have done that. You know, he, he lines himself with the Southern boys, you know, and he... He he's not he's not a roadie. He he just aligns himself with them. I don't know if I'd put the Confederate flag on anything he's wearing, but I, I maybe so. I ain't saying it's the greatest idea known to man, but it's like you know, hey, this is our guy, and he's he's. It may not know, be the greatest idea in the world, but at least it's an idea, which it's is better more than, than this is. nonsense. One hundred percent. Okay. Any other thoughts on? That terrible moment from Rocky King right there. This God. isn't going to get better, is it? 
we're not going to have a time when the Freebirds understand the 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 tyranny of their ways and get woke and like give Rocky King some reparations. Or, oh, that's a big hit. Uh, some Bubba. reparations, Arby. Bubba, wait till I think it's Starcade. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Man. All right. Any other thoughts, Doc? No. What the hell? I mean, I said I tune in this time and Doc talking about uh, Tommy Lee and having some stank on his hang low for the last 200 days. I think in a I year. heard that on a Howard Stern episode like years ago. That's disgusting. And it stuck with me because it was so, just like <laughs> their sticky crotch area. And they were like, we were banging two, three, four broads a night. Just it, nothing stopped. It's just we didn't, only thing that stopped is we didn't shower. Well, let's keep the show moving because I'm about to puke in my mouth again. On day 29, you're getting blown and you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? (laughs) Speaking of what's wrong with things, why why are the ropes broken here? Bruh, like, I mean, I'm sure that's, like, not only unsanitary, but, like, I mean, your 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 dog must start growing like fungus and cheese on no, it at that point. No, it's getting clean. It's getting so like cat bath. Uh, no, it's not. That doesn't work for humans. You actually have to put some water to it. Maybe not soap, but you actually have to let some water flow over it. Like, oh. you know, even like even back in the day before we had like showers and stuff, you know, and we were hunter gatherers. You know, humans would like get in a lake or something and like wash themselves off. They didn't have soap and showers and hot water, but they were able to cleanse themselves. Like, that's not, like, humane. I mean, just disgusting. God. Okay. Let's keep moving. Jim Ross threw to a clip of Bobby Eaton versus Tracy Smothers from NWA Power that aired the previous night. And Paul Lee and JR Wong commentary. The, the ropes broke during the match. Um that they were having and Smothers loses when he goes to the top, but then Corny pushes Smothers off the top and then Eaton then pins Smothers. Um, that was the first leg in the gauntlet match. So now we move to the second leg in the gauntlet match, which is Bobby Eaton versus Ricky Morton. I'll throw it to you, Doc. Uh, what do you have on Eaton and Morton here? Is Gibson already hurt? See, this is what I was saying a couple weeks back or maybe even as far as a month ago. I was like, I think he's being ginger on that knee. Like, I think he's really favoring it, but he wasn't, like, a lot. So I think I, I think he might be hurt, but I think he's also trying to work through it right now. Okay. But he but he's not in this match. He's putting Tussin on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, he, yes. I mean, he, of course, How would yeah. you explain Ricky Morton's hair here? He's got the mullet, a piece of the middle section of the mullet in the ponytail. Does that describe it? Yeah. The upper middle. There we His go. His hair there looks like the hair of a chick that would go watch him wrestle in 2022. Sounds right. Farewell tour, you know, for them. <laughs> Farewell tour. They'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, brother. Okay, wrestle, here's the retire. question. On X-Nay. 2022, go ahead. the last year, calendar year, that the Rock and Roll will team up in a wrestling ring? No. Okay. Are you ruling out... Terry Funk having one more match. Uh, am I ruling out? No. Okay. I will not Joey. rule out the Rock and Roll having a match or Funk having a match until they're gone. What about Flair? 
See, that's a tough one because I would hope Flair would be smart enough not to do it so that he doesn't die in the ring. Um, He's been bringing it up on his podcast. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Okay, did you hear the rumor last night that Stone Cold's going to be back for WrestleMania? I did not, but I don't want to see that either. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think he will. I think Stone Cold is like, no, his stack of dimes is too too fucked up. Uh, and I just remember like the early years of his podcast, all the stuff he would talk about with the, you know, why, why he never came back, and mm-hmm. he it kind of just was. He's like, I moved on. You know, I moved on. Um, I saw him in his best role ever the other night. I watched The Longest Yard. That's your oh favorite. Oh, my God. Didn't it? Dude, that's hard to watch. I mean, I know he's acting, so, but it's just, he's stone cold, so he's got that Texas draw. And he can turn it up. And he can, he knows he, how to he turn the volume up. He know, to make it, the, dude, to make it. yes. It's the reason Stone Cold was such a great promo is because he knows what the what the hell he's doing. He can He can make it real. And and he made he Poor talked Nelly. about that. He made that he talked about that on his podcast years ago. And I think he said he wasn't comfortable with it, but he was just acting. And it's it's stiff. When you hear dude, when he says that to Nelly, it's my ears perked up when that movie came out in what, oh six or whatever year it was. My ears definitely perk up now when I hear it. I'm like, wow. Cause I say this in the most respectful way. He's good at what he did in that role. Like it drew the sympathy that was needed. It's like, I mean, but he's a wrestler. He's a worker. But damn, it's okay. stiff. So the, the talk was maybe him and Owens would have a match at WrestleMania. That actually would be something I'd want to see, but then I don't because I don't right. want Austin to come back. I understand. Yeah. So lots of arm Owens. drags in this match that we're watching here. Lots of arm drags. Hey, these guys are just working. <laughs> these, I mean, at this point, I don't call these guys old-timers, but they've been around the block for a while. So, you know, it's a gauntlet match. they got to put in some time. They're this working their tails off. For both of them. They are just in the ring bumping, arm drag, hip toss, like night off for them. Um, I wish they knew that they, they were... would do a better job explaining this gauntlet scenario because I'm not totally yes. against it. But two-thirds of it... I don't get to see. So like a quick recap that they did earlier was nice, but they never go back on last week on next week's episode and tell me how this ended. That's a great suggestion that they go back and tell and you got, who won the last new, one. They got new titles for these. There's a runner and a blocker. And I get that he's trying to block him for the money, but if the other one's a runner and the other one's a blocker, then they should be on the same team. Yeah, I, I don't, They've they've done a poor job with it. You're right. They do need to tell you the results from the previous week. I think the reason they don't tell you the results is because that's the whole point. They want you to tune in all three nights. But you got to be realistic. Not everybody's going to tune in. I mean, Saturday night is the premiere show, so they're not going to tune into it. It's not bad. All of this is extra because we have a TV champion to serve this purpose. That we never get to see wrestle. I don't say never, but not often. Um, it's not bad. I just don't like the the overall rule. The rule of okay, you start the gauntlet, you 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 win five k, you win ten k on the second, in the third you'll win the fifteen. But Can if you, you run lose, that back about twenty seconds and then keep talking and hit pause. But if but if you lose, yeah, to the third guy, you 
the the three people split the five thousand. It does that part doesn't make sense to me. But um, okay, okay. So, so what am I playing here? here? The old broad we were talking about earlier that was hot during the Hoover administration. There's a little kid that comes down to the front and is yelling right in her ear while she's trying to watch this wrestling. Oh, she's like, she's, she's whispering version. to her, her daughter right there. If this little shit doesn't stop, I'm going to whoop his ass. Somebody needs to whoop his ass. Yeah. See? Yeah. She ain't, she ain't liking this kid. This not next to me. <laughs> I was no. trying to slip. She was trying to slip her number to Morton and this little kid's in the way. Come on. Long story short with this match, these two are working their tails off, although it is just old school match. It's a time limit draw. So what do they do, Doc? They go uh, to, me, to a five-minute sudden that, death. That he's been blocked. Well, that's not what they do. They decide to go to a five-minute sudden death. And in between the sudden death, Terry Taylor talks about the upcoming sudden death in a promo. And then he talks about Sting's match at Halloween Havoc. So he's not saying anything about himself, even though he's not been here that long. He's cutting a promo for other people. The match, and then Sting at Halloween Havoc. I just wanted to bring that up before we keep going. Any thoughts on Terry Taylor's interruption during this? No. It made no sense, right? Did we get a Frank and Morton here? Oh, we did. I I, I don't have the timestamp. I we saw it on the video version. Yeah, he did it though. It was probably about ten minutes ago now. Okay, this is a good match, man. I enjoyed it. I mean, they were working their tails off, man. I mean, they just two just two guys who know what they're doing. I mean, I was highly entertained by it. Yeah. Um, they and they gave them a lot of time. Um, as I fast forward through this, uh, let's keep going. So, oh, I went too far. What the hell am I doing? What are you doing? Okay, so we get into the southern death, uh, southern, <laughs> sudden death period of this thing. And during Southern Death, Stan Lane, you're going to see him in a second watching a video version. He comes out and Eaton tries sending Morton into Cornette's racket, but it backfires. The ref is then distracted by Corny because that's what happens in the WCW. Eaton then uh, knees Morton in the back, who Stan is holding from the outside. And Eaton wins by pin with shenanigans. There's Corny who takes his flop bump that he always takes. Uh, Morton is getting ready to go to the top because he's going to do something to Eaton. And Cornette is distracting the ref. Uh, but as Morton pins Eaton, so a pin can happen, and stands on the apron. Morton goes and hits Stan. And here comes Eaton with the knee to the back to Morton. And now he pins Morton as the ref turns around. One, two, three. Bobby Eaton wins this leg of the gauntlet match. Um... I get a little tired of the distraction finishes with the ref doc, but other than that, I mean, it was fine. What did you think? I was okay with it. I mean, if you're not going to have shenanigans, why is corny there? So I got it. True. Sid Vicious cuts a promo after the match that Eaton wins, and it's just generic green screen. Did you have anything from it, doc? Three letters. Fast forward. No, that's two letters. Meh. All right. Meh. The whole, the whole green screen thing is just... Meh. Uh, I, I get so tired of the green screen, Bert. i just so tired of it. Uh, did you have anything from the Black Scorpion? He cuts a promo again. And oh, I, I my note literally was... Down, so I must have missed it. Are you serious? 
I guess. Okay, I had nothing from it. I was like, because I listened to it, I'm going, he's not saying anything. Now, that's Ole again. Look at how he's moving. He hopped. It's Ole. You could tell from the motion. It's the little hitch. The little hitch. El Gigante. Now they put El Gigante in a hood, and they're like, who is it? Who could it be? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so let's go now to the ring. I do like what they're about to do here just for the simple fact that they're in front of a live crowd. So we got Sting who comes out without his belt, which is really weird. Just you, you When you're the champion, come on with the belt. My Show opinion. the belt some respect. What do I know, though? You know, I'm an outlaw mud show guy. Let's listen to Sting and JR here, uh, and then what else goes down. So uh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, to spend a few moments with a heavyweight champion of the world, I know the Black Scorpion is weighing heavily on your mind, but you have a date with destiny on October the 27th, Halloween Havoc, when you will wrestle Sid Vicious for the heavyweight championship of the world. Rossi, as if I don't have enough on my mind already, thinking about the Black Scorpion, and now the almighty Sid Vicious wants a piece of me for the world title, Rossi. As a matter of fact, speaking of the devil, speaking. Hey, wait a minute now. Hold on. Let's keep this simple. Hey, Sid, we don't have to wait till Halloween Havoc. We can do it now. Come on now. We don't do it now. Hold on here. Hold on here. Do it now. Let's keep our composure and finish the interview. Get up here. We don't have to wait, Sid. We can do it now. Listen, we don't. Let's let's wait here. Hold on. Shoot off your mouth in the ring. Hold on here. Hold on. Hey, wait a minute. Sting, Sting. There's the black scorpion. Black scorpion trying to attack. You know, I watch this and I'm trying to figure. I like that they did it in front of the crowd. I don't. I don't know if it was great, but why didn't they have him throw a fireball at Sting? I can't answer that question, Doc. Let's build this thing up. Let's heat it up. And wonder who. Go ahead. Here's a suggestion for the TV company. If the building is not completely full, maybe we don't pull all the way out to show all those empty seats. Yeah, fair. Did you wonder um, who that might have been? No, I don't give a shit. You want me to tell you who was there? Was it was it Jack Victory since he's everybody else that's a, they can't think of something to do? No, no, I don't I don't know who it is uh, under uh, the under the robe. I was just going to tell you did you I was going to ask you did you want me to tell you the wrestlers that were there that night that maybe no, you could put No, I don't put, give a shit. But he got in the ring Jesus. and did that whole hands up in the air like old-timey villain. This is this is played out. We've killed other gimmicks without saying a word. We can't kill this one. You know what's funny? I told you I had to hit eject on the JR episode about this time period. I, I was like, let me listen to it just to see what JR has to say. And I found it funny, like, I got through the part where JR says something like, you know, we had to create a, 
a, a, a we didn't have a heel ready to go for Sting, right? Because of what was going, we just we didn't have a heel ready to go. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you had Flair for a rematch. Is he not a good enough heel? Um, to pit against Sting. Um, Luger had turned because of Sting's injury, so you couldn't use Luger. But you still got Flair. Like, I don't, I don't get why. Like, he, I respect Jr. But you create the Black Scorpion because you don't have a viable heel. Look, Oli was tired of Flair, and Herd didn't like him. Flair, so Oli's not going to piss off Herd. That's what they were going to do. So, I mean, you think like when JR says that, he's just either covering for hurt or just acting like he just doesn't. Shit, he's 70 years old. This shit was 32 years ago. He may not genuinely remember. Because think about it. If he said that it was miserable every day there, he was probably drinking every day to so that he, and so that he wouldn't have to, to deal with all this shit. Who says he remembers? And I just was, I went and looked back to it as Twitter just now. I wanted to see something. He said, we did not have a table set for Sting when he became champion. Simple as that. Without a stable of credible heels for Sting to conquer, uh, WCW has to create new opponents for their star. Enter the Black Scorpion. I just, I, never mind. <laughs> right. Uh I'm with you, man, I, that, but we'll keep moving at this point. Okay, so any other closing thoughts on this Black Scorpion thing, or you want to get to the juicer? I'd rather move on to the juicer, pal. Yeah, me too. Um, and then real quick, uh, there was a commercial in between the, the Black Scorpion segment and the juicer. <laughs> and and uh, there was a commercial, and it said, don't miss out. This coming Wednesday on TBS at 8.05, it'll be it'll be a Mayberry reunion celebrating 30 years of Mayberry. Mm. That sounds great, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me go back. I want to get to the opening stuff of the juicer, uh, if you give me some time. Uh, I talked about this a few months back, the juicer being Art Bar. Maybe uh, don't let is... Art Bar come down to the ringside with a little, with kids. Boy, no kidding. But this is going to go on for a little while. So Art Bar comes out. He's got kids, and it's a it's a parade of kids with Art Bar. He's taking on Bill Ford. Let me ask. You I something. don't know what. Out okay. Of a, out of a random sample of any ten pro wrestlers, how many would you have been comfortable letting your kid around to come make a ring entrance when they were younger? Out of ten, did you say or what? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Point one. Oh boy. The hell of an industry you tried to break into. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> All right. Doc, I'm gonna play this right here when the when the juicer does what he's about to do. And uh we'll comment after. So the juicer's in the ring with one of the little juicer kids and who's got his face painted up too, who's in there flexing like he's Sting or Ultimate Warrior. Bill Ford's getting mad. He's playing up to it, which, God, Bill Ford is better than this, but that's just me. The Juicer has the most ridiculous outfit on, and he's got a, I guess I'm going to call it a do-rag, although I know it's not really one, 
I'm just going to call it that for it the looks like a cross between a do rag, a skull cap, and a turban or whatever it is they wear. Habib, and then he pulls it off and he's got a whole bottle of Johnson and Johnson's baby powder. Are we sure that's baby powder? It might, well, yeah, yeah I think so because I can't see a real wrestler, you know, wasting, wasting that, their product, wasting the yayo. He pulls it off, and when I say whole bottle, he doesn't have the actual bottle. He's just got the bottle of Johnson & Johnson baby powder poured into his hair and do-rag. And um, his head explodes with powder that just comes out from his head as his head is white, and it's continuing to smoke and blow out of his hair as he wrestles. This is really stupid. Um, there's some comedy in it, but it's dumb. This is dumb. What happened this to is dumber than Scorpion. Bill Ford's t-shirt. Yeah, what happened to his outfit? He look. I don't like Bill. I I liked Crap Iron Bill Ford is looking like the you know nineteen nineteen eighty nine mechanic shade tree yeah, mechanic. Here he looks like a he looks like Dutch Mantel with alopecia. He looks like Dutch Mantel with alopecia, and he also looks like a eighth grade math teacher. I was trying to see if this little kid flipped off the the juicer. No, he's got his hand out. Never mind. I was like, did he give him the bird? Uh, this is dumb, man. I hate this. <laughs> so apparently this gimmick was give, was suggested to him by Roddy Piper. Do you believe that? I've, I, don't, I don't know. Why does throwing yeah. coke in their eyes hurt him? Wrestling. That's Bro, a that's nice a big, dive that's to the a floor. Big high spot for nineteen ninety in America. Yeah, I got to give him credit for that. But the gimmick is dumb, and he's going to beat old scrap iron Bill Ford here. I mean, he, he knows probably... how to work. Obviously, he's it's Art Bar, and right. he's got charisma. We're going to allegedly some of the things that were allegedly. Bro, but I mean, you talk about saddling a guy with a gimmick, dude. This is this is this is why I actually hesitated when I said put a gimmick on Moondog Rex, Randy Colley, because when they do put a gimmick on these guys, this is the bull crap we get. Like, put a gimmick on our bar, not this gimmick. Do something else. Well, and I like in wrestling world how like this movie Beetlejuice is two years old here. Yeah, we always do stuff two years too late. The the, the you know Mortal Kombat with uh, Glacier, um, Glacier. I mean, yeah, we always do stuff two years too late. The No Limit Soldiers were past their peak, even though that got over. <laughs> um, you know they're doing that. Oh. And then Art Bar gives his his a little bit of his dong to hey, drop hey, on hey, Bill hey, Ford's hey. face when he hits him with a he, he hits him with a Thez press off the top rope. If he would have stealing. lived, do you think he would have had any hair left? Because whatever no. he's doing to his hair can't be good for it there. Well, I don't know. I think it's just baby powder in it. I don't know. No, I don't think it. so. Okay. Well, maybe so. This is dumb. But and you know what's bad? That idiot Javorski, he's cranking to this stupidity. And oh wow, mm -hmm. there we have Missy. 
Any comments? As she plugs the main event again? Her right breast is larger than her left breast. No, you it's can not. You can tell. It's just the way they're sitting in the blouse. Oh. Yeah. I heard somebody else was telling her that they, that she needs to listen to us. That's she was right. listening to Social Distortion at, at her house. Man, I love some Social D back in the day, man. I don't even know what that is. God dang, you're an idiot. Mike Ness, dog, Social Distortion. All right. Great well, uh, band from from started out as a punk band, then kind of got more into the. It, they're kind of. I'm not a big fan of rockabilly, but they had a little rockabilly to it. Some some country influences, but sped up into rock and roll. It was good shit. Wish Harper was here so he could entertain you with it, with that discussion. Trust me, I miss Harper more than anyone when he's not here. I bet you do. Because I got to lug you through an hour and a half or two hours of this bullshit. (laughs) Speaking of lugging through, we keep going and we got the Nasty Boys who are going to take on the Candyman Brad Armstrong and Lou Perez. Mm. My notes here, Brad Armstrong is working his butt off. He takes the heat. He's making, uh, you know, knobs and sags look great. Man, credit the Candyman here for some good stuff, pal. Uh, what do you have? My first note was poor Brad. Yeah, because he's taking a beat. And this goes on for like 10 plus minutes. That's why I'm like, Brad got in there and worked his ass off. He bumping and selling. and It's you, this uh, my match like this. It just makes you appreciate Brad and the professional that he is. We always appreciate him, and we know how great he was for the role he played. Not saying he's an all-time great, obviously, but for the role he played, he was great. And Brad, I mean, I feel bad for him, but he's showing you why he's the pro that he was. I don't like the nasty boys unless they're doing, like, it's going to be an all-out war. Bruh, we watched it, but we're going to see it again. Nasty Boys and Steiners at Halloween Havoc. Oh, my God. I'm maybe matching a night, and I don't want to give it away. I'm only good with them in short, small doses, and I wasn't in the mood for this. This was long, dude. It was long. It was boring, and... I I wasn't having it. How about that? I felt like Brad was in there forever. Like when you know he got the offense at first, but then he starts he starts taking the heat, man, and he's taking the heat forever. And he's just he's just bumping like a champ, selling like a champ. Man, look, look nobody will ever talk about this match and go, "Hey, why is Brad Armstrong so great?" Go watch Brad Armstrong September 29, 1990 against the Nasty Boys tag team with Lou Perez. That, it's just a good example of why it's like, oh, that dude's good. Really good. He's actually really, really, really good. But it went forever. It truly went forever. Uh, what else you got from it, Doc? That's about it, man. Yeah. So... You know, Brad ends up making the hot tag to Lou Perez. Lou Perez comes in. He's rocking and rolling. Um, Perez 
he doesn't look bad. It's just, I mean, we really, no one knows. I mean, we know who he is now, but nobody knew who he was, I thought, back then. Anyway, uh, Sags, Knobs, um, or I think Sags hits Perez while he, Perez is about to pick up Knobs. And then they kind of double team him. And then Sags is going to drop a big elbow off the top rope and the Nasty Boys get the win. The thing is, it's funny. They haven't been here this long and they went for a long time, <laughs> these two. You figured they'd have won quicker. But as I say that, I feel like that would have been disrespectful to Brad. But that's just my opinion on the matter. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc? No. <laughs> you, you are pissed off by this, aren't you? I, no. You just don't like You don't like the... Is it the Nasty Boys? What is it? It is. Okay. You don't like... You just hate the Nasty Boys. I don't hate them. All right. Fair enough. It's worse well, than that. What is it then? I don't care. Man. I remember when I think Knobs was on Flair's old show years ago. Jesus. He was I got blitzed. drunk. I got drunk listening to that. The fumes were coming through your phone, huh? Mm-hmm. Going straight into my ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> He was blitzed. They, they were all yelling, but they were all yelling from the moon. <laughs> One of the comments I remember from it was, Knobs, at the end of it, he's like, you know, dude, he was blowing flair throughout it, one. And like, he was blowing flair. Like, flair, you know, the greatest. <laughs> and um, he said something like, Just remember, I can't do a knob. Nate, remember this. Oldest ride, longest line, and he's shit faced as he says it, and I'm dying laughing. And I think me and the Eye of Gibson were exchanging tweets because we were talking about it. He was like, "Dude, he's so drunk," and he was. The fumes were coming through the phone from the moon. Absolutely. All right. On that note, we got one more promo before we close things out. It is Stan Hansen. Let's see what Stan Hansen's got to say before this episode of Saturday Night closes out from September 29th of 1990. All right, Bob, tomorrow night here on TBS, it's going to be Sid Vicious and Bobby Eaton in the finals and the running of the gauntlet. It's going to be quite a matchup. Oh, Jim, that's going to be a great one, but I tell you, wait a minute. Wait a second, wait a second. First of all, I had to beat up all these security people. Let me tell you something, Sid. You know, Lex Luger, you can hire these security guards to keep me out of your business. You can take me out, lock me in a room, but you know something? You can't keep Stan Hansen down. I'm coming after you. Something's going to happen. I'm going after you. You, Lex Luger, you can handcuff me. You can beat me up, but you can't take my pride. And I guarantee one thing. There's three of them laid out there, and they didn't get my bell. All right, friend. I think he's he falls a, he's down the steps, man. He says he's going to be here to get uh, Lex Luger. My goodness, he's gone crazy. And don't forget, if he's going to be back here, Lex Luger. When he was leaving the stage area where they're at, I think he fell because the people laughed. Did you catch that? See how they start clapping and laughing? Maybe not. I don't Are know. You on I, mute? I, I didn't even see that because i was done with the show oh you were mad because of the nasty no i didn't i thought they were done so oh okay 
Well, the good news is Stan Hansen so didn't have a... question. He's so nasty that he's going to chew tobacco down his throat. Why does he have a, all, like, his hair all short? He ought to have, like, scraggly hair. You're criticizing Stan Hansen's hair, dude. Is this really I, where we're going right I'm now? I'm criticizing you. I'm in a bad mood now. This show has put me in a bad mood. But A+, well, we're almost, what happened? We're almost done on this week's show, but uh, before we do so, I want to remind everyone, don't forget to use the BTT Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already on Amazon, the show gets a little small kickback in return when you use that link. Again, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Please use it each and every time you shop on Amazon. Give the link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life, and tell them use it every time they shop on Amazon. Do like JBL Objective and Mikey and DFW said. Literally, physically put the link into their browser. There you go. Okay? Okay. And on that note... Grab them by uh, the also, short and curlies and lead them to their mobile device. <laughs> make sure you become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Look, the patrons are all the time posting on the Patreon page how much they love the Patreon episodes. You can be one of those people that enjoy it. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We would greatly appreciate it. We put a lot of time and effort into this show. You look, you're hearing Doc right now. He's miserable after watching this nearly hour and 40 Man, minute episode. Man, I can smell dinner being cooked in there too. And that's a big Oh, thing. that will do it when you're hungry. Yes. Yeah, so I get it. You know, you got LaFonda in the kitchen. Little Latrell can't wait to not eat his vegetables as he throws them at you. So I Shit, get it. We don't it, even you know. try that anymore. He eats four <laughs> meals a day. He's gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> but become a patron. Tinyurl.com. Let me tell you something. Let me break through with a shoot here. Lafonda bought him a hoodie from the adult section the other day. How old is he now? He's nine. No, uh, I mean that's not unusual. All right. Yeah. Tinyurl.com/slash/PatreonBTT. Become a patron, get access to 300 plus Patreon episodes. And I don't mention this enough, but you can also get the video versions of these episodes that we're doing here. Doc and I have the video up. I share what we're seeing when we watch these promos and these matches, and we talk about the finishes and Art Bar's hair. I'm sorry, the Juicer's hair. All that stuff is visible if you become a patron. You can mm. see all of it as we discuss it. So that sounds like please. a hell of a deal. It really is, because um, these episodes aren't on the 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 cock. They, I don't know. Maybe some of them are on the tube. So you will get to see them. If you can see see it, it makes so much more sense. Because Harper and I don't give a shit. We're just reacting to what we see. We ain't trying to paint a picture. Yeah, I'm the only one that does that stuff. So there's that. Uh, all right, let's keep the show moving and uh, rate it. Hand out some Rolexes, Doc. What are you rating this thing? Boy, that doesn't sound good. Well, here's the thing. I'm rooted. Ag- I'm rated against last week because last week was an A plus. Yeah, so, it was also short. It's like they told on themselves last week. They they showed us that they could do it, and now we're just not going to do it, which makes me even matter. Like if you're sorry, be sorry, but don't put out a plus, and then the next is it's the inconsistency that's gonna get you. Fair. So what are you giving it? C plus. Mm, wow. I'm gonna give it a 
B minus. It wasn't that bad, but I'll give it a B. I wasn't. It wasn't as bad as you made it out to be. I mean, because I'm gonna. I'm about to give out my Rolex in a second, but you know, I, we got a Arn Anderson promo at least. So <laughs> Arn gets my Rolex, and that's why I'm giving it a B too. So what are you? What are you gonna? Um, who are you giving your Rolex to? Well, in the grand tradition that I started many, many years ago now, I'm going to um, give it to a match instead of a guy and, okay. gi- and give it to Bobby Eaton and, and Rick Morton for working their tails off. I think that's fair. And I'm not going to let fair. Terry Taylor get any of it for butting in. I think that's, um, think that's very fair of you. And you're not always fair. So, have I told you that Latrell wants to come on the show? Uh, that's not going to happen. Negative. We, we're not going to have a minor on this show. Sorry. I told him. Well, I've already told him. Absolutely, positively not. But he has. <laughs> he has. He, it, here's. Here's the thing. At least, unlike D Man, he's got a segment idea. Okay. So, like, he actually put some prep work into this and would try to bring something to the show. Now, I. No, no, son, you you can't. And I can't tell you why you can't, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> no minus on this show. Proving that he is his father's son, he has this completely useless talent that if you play a WWE theme song from the past 15 years, he can tell you who it is. And then he can probably sing it word for word from the top to the beginning, to the end. Oh. And so he had this idea that you would randomly select theme songs, and then he would tell you who the, who did it. I mean, I applaud the effort, but minor ain't getting on this show. I, I agree. It's bad enough we let the broads on here that one time. Yeah, yeah, that's, we can't, no. I, I'm Not aware of that, but all I'm saying is a nine-year-old put more thought and effort into his potential appearance on the show than D-Man does. That's saying something. That is, isn't it? <laughs> I got to give him credit there. Yeah. But you know, when you just choke the shit out your coach, I would expect that he's got some creative creativity to him. Um, that real that quick, does, Doc. That, sir, that doesn't happen anymore. Before we get out of here, I want to mention Harper's video shoutouts, life and relationship advice. Um, Doc, we're running long, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get something to eat too. Uh, but and we've been at this for a while. I, I did forget to do one thing. Remind me next week. Make a note in your phone or something about Harper's girl trying to send me a video so that I can send one of Harper's video shoutouts to a guy because her it wouldn't allow her to send the video and why it wouldn't allow. See, what happened was she couldn't send his video or the, the, the video that Harper made for one of our listeners to him from her email. She tried multiple emails. So then she's like, I'm going to send it to you. And then you send it to him. Well, of course, it didn't come to me. And the reason it didn't come to me, I told her why. I was like, maybe this is what's happening. It ended up being true. Remind me next week to tell you that because Harper and his girl seem to have the same um, technology level in many ways. But We call those challenges. Or smart, actually, yeah. at the shoot job, we call those 
development opportunities. Opportunities. Yeah, <laughs> so first things first, you, if you want your very own video, shout out life and relationship advice from the man, Hard Body Hopper. Make sure you go to uh, his email address. Email him, chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com. Tell him what you want in the video and all that good stuff. More importantly, don't forget to PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Uh, it, it sometimes is taking him a while to get to the videos because of shoot job blues. And, um, you know, he's got to have his girl do the recording of it. Um, she does it all professional. So that I'll leave it at that. You know, it's not a mud show thing like some of these uh, things you see. So again, Chris Hopper, 16 wildcat at gmail.com CC three zero three eight eight CC at yahoo.com. If it takes a little longer than usual, that's why it's not that he's, uh, doesn't want to do it. It's just, they got to coordinate it and their work schedules are all over the place. Um, and on that note, I think i um, got to do a couple other things. Shout out to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do the ECW show on our Patreon feed, and they do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin on their free feed as well. So check them out. And thanks, Mike and JV, for all you do. And thanks, Joe and Quinn, as well. Doc, let's get out of here um, unless you got something else. Hit the tagline, my pal. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>